2: Every From the day. 12th
0: floor of 50 Pin Place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK. On this very foggy day in Oklahoma City, this is the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. Why do I tell you it's foggy? One, because I am on the 12th floor of a building where you can't even see out the window. So it's, it's very cool to me. Because you don't normally get that type of fog here in Oklahoma. Or when you do, it's just, it's rare. And um, I always like to give you a window on what's going into Oklahoma City. And that's what's going on in Oklahoma City right now. It's very foggy. But so far, nobody has disappeared because of the fog. At least it's not, I haven't heard that news. And nobody in the Oklahoma City Thunder has been traded as of yet. Now, all that could change by tomorrow. So we'll talk about the most tradable players on the Oklahoma City Thunder basketball team. We'll hear from Paul George in segment number one. In segment number two, who is the guy that has to tell a Thunder player that he's been traded and he is no longer with this team? I'll tell you who that is, and I will also tell you how his Kanter reacted when he found out he was going from the Thunder to the Knicks. We sort of covered that yesterday, but not really get into... The specifics of it, and we're losing our appreciation for Russell Westbrook by the day. All this guy has done is recorded seven straight triple doubles. He's 14 away from tying Magic Johnson for second, Magic Johnson for second on the all time triple double list. And in six of the last eight games, he's gotten 14 assists. And PG's the guy we're talking about as MVP? Okay, so we've lost a little bit of track of Russell. We'll hear Billy Donovan talk about Russell Westbrook. We'll hear Russell Westbrook sort of talk about Russell Westbrook. And uh, be asked about Kevin Durant, whether what he thinks about Kevin Durant coming back for Nick Collison's Jersey retirement. And we'll wrap things up as Billy Donovan in my opinion, shed some more light on the Alex Sabrinas issue. He, um, he, Billy Donovan may have said something without really saying something. That's segment number three. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I am a credentialed member of the media. I've been lucky enough to cover the Thunder for five years. If you like what you hear, ask your smart speaker every day. To play the Locked on Thunder podcast by saying, Alexa, play the Locked on Thunder podcast. Or, hey, Google, play Locked on Thunder podcast. And you can subscribe on Apple iTunes. And, of course, there's Spotify and Stitcher. And tomorrow on our YouTube channel, on our YouTube channel, we've got a trade deadline special on Locked on NBA. We'll be focusing on fantasy. You've got local experts. Nobody's going to have that. So really in-depth coverage of NBA Trade Day with the Locked On Podcast Network on the YouTube channel tomorrow. The Oklahoma City Thunder beat the Orlando Magic last night. Just a real quick assessment of last night's game. I thought the Thunder were spotty at best. Defensively, they were spotty at best last night. Uh, They took way too long to beat an opponent that they shouldn't have been taking that long to beat. And I'd like to say that I'm surprised about it, but... Same old song and dance with the Thunder. They tend to play down to their competition. But late third and throughout the fourth, you saw the defensive intensity pick up. I, and one of, the, one of the media members last night said he thinks the Thunder have finally turned it around. And that win shows where the Oklahoma City Thunder are going. But then we both kind of came to that agreement that at some point... Throughout the rest of this year, you're going to see the Thunder show up. And what that means is is that that, that there will be a subpar team, a team that is absolutely no threat, shouldn't be a threat to the Thunder, and yet they will figure out a way to lose. It's just how this team rolls this year, but still a win last night, and you get an opportunity to play another bad team in Memphis on Thursday night, a situation that you can take full advantage of, and Thursday's always an interesting game because it's it's a game that is played on the day of the trade deadline, and sometimes in, in an Oklahoma City, there have been years gone by where nobody's been dealt, and years gone by, one or two guys have been dealt, but that always brings a little bit of strangeness to the situation, especially if there have been rumors about guys getting traded But ultimately, no deal gets done. And I don't think that there is going to be a deal get done on trade day for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I know not to doubt Sam Presti. I know that by saying that, that might be one of, if not the most foolish statement that I've ever made on this podcast, which is saying something when you think about it. But ultimately, with two roster spots open and you liking the guys that you have what is the incentive to go out and trade and give up somebody if you can just sign them once they have been waived by another team? And I was thinking about the Thunder's most tradable players right now. And two guys you have to take out of the discussion, Alex Sabrinas, and we'll have more on him coming up in the third segment, and Andre Robertson. Those guys are out of the discussion because of whatever issues Alex Sabrinas is going to, The Oklahoma City Thunder could not guarantee whatever team that they're trading him to that he would be in shape enough to play, and it's sort of the same deal with Andre Robertson with that injury. What are you really buying? Are you getting damaged goods? And it's just not worth the risk, and nobody in their right mind should do that until they've seen Andre Andre play a few games. And, and once you've seen him play a few games or you're convinced over the summer and you've seen him work out, fine, go for it. But until then, you don't even answer those. You don't even answer that call. You don't even entertain that if you're another team. So who are the guys that are the most tradable on the Oklahoma City Thunder? Well, number one, and you're not going to like it, but it's it's Dennis Schroeder. I mean, come on. You, you knew Dennis Schroeder was the most tradable guy that the Oklahoma City Thunder have had. And... I wouldn't think that Sam Presti's going down that road because you just don't find sixth men of his caliber very often. You don't find guys that have the potential to be a starter someplace else and come off the bench. And Oklahoma City's been blessed with three of them now in James Harden, Reggie Jackson, and now Dennis Schroeder. However... His value may not be higher than what it is at this point, considering the year that Dennis Schroeder is put together and is certainly in talks for Sixth Man of the Year and Most Improved Player of the Year, so you might roll with it. You, you, might, you might do it depending on what the offer is. Same goes for Hamadou Diallo. Hamadou Diallo is a second-round pick. Yes, he's in the dunk contest. Yes, this is a really cool thing for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Although, I would have liked to have seen Jeremy Grant in the dunk contest. Um, I do have have to agree with, uh, with Nick on this one, though, that um, big men usually don't get the opportunity to do that. But, I mean, Jeremy's got some spectacular dunks. Back to Hamadou Diallo. Second-round draft pick. Would somebody be willing to overpay based on the potential that Hamadou Diallo shows? There, that is a call that you take if you're Sam Presti. Patrick Patterson, I don't think he brings you much. I can't see you getting much in return for him. And then there's Abdul Nader, and with with Nader, with Schroeder, and with Diallo, it's all a matter: does somebody overpay? Is somebody so desperate to get those two guys, or do they, or those three guys? Does somebody believe that they're bringing something that maybe they really don't have? And the Thunder are able to get over. And if that's the case, then you've got to do it if you're Sam Presti. Paul George last night, another huge night for Oklahoma City. The Thunder now 8-2 and in their last 10. And even though Paul George is on this streak and knocking down the door for for MVP, he's still very complimentary of his teammates, as you will hear here.
2: I'm out early in the third quarter. And then for like a 10-minute stretch after that, I think he outscored them by 20. Anything happen, you know, in that stretch that really helped you guys turn a corner there in that third? I uh, no, was just
4: was getting stops. Um, we challenged ourselves to get stops. We kept getting stops and, uh, you know, turning that into offense. And,
2: you know, we were just filled off one another. I think they shot one of ten from three in that third quarter. How were you guys able to get out and contest uh, better in that period? We just scrambled. Got to their shoot scrambled out.
4: Oh, Russell's had four more assists probably seven the last eight years. What do you think about the way he's distributed in the ball? In uh, what are we? Eight more? one? Yeah. Something like that. Uh, nine and one in the last ten, something like that. I mean, he's, he's definitely the reason for that. Um it's the reason we've had, what, <laughs> one of the hottest uh, months in Thunder history. Um, you know, can't say enough for the uh, uh, credit he deserves for all offense. Uh, being at the level it's at.
2: Well, one uh, key factor was also Dennis with energy in the third quarter. Could you talk about what he brings to the team from the bench?
4: Energy, um, as you call it, energy. He brings that energy. Uh, he's a, a big-time player. He's a starting player um, anywhere else. Um, you know, he's 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 a big-time player. He knows how to make plays. And, a key piece for us. Anybody else?
5: Was that that second half defense closer to what you guys were playing earlier in the year? Did that feel
6: more like yourselves?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a long season. We're going to have ups and downs. Um, You know, but at the end of the day, I think uh, we're we're learning as we go. Um, Taking it one game at a time. Like I said, we're going to have ups and downs. Some games are going to get away from us. Um, Majority of the time, though, you know, this group knows uh, what's working and, and we we get to it we figure out uh, ways to win games regardless thanks pg thank
0: you the paul. Paul, paul george listened to an nfl did, did, did he listen to, to uh, well belichick's not even that talkative but he gave it the old nfl college coach beat out one game at a time you know you're gonna have your ups you're gonna have your downs come on paul you're better than that you know you're better than that. You're one of the most intelligent guys in the NBA. Don't fall back to being cliche. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. So who has the unfortunate who has the unfortunate duty of telling Thunder players they've been traded? We'll tell you next. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. Don't forget about Locked On Sooners. Just ask your smart speaker. Say, Alexa, play Locked On Sooners podcast. Or, hey, Google, play Locked On Thunder podcast. It's all right there. And you can subscribe to both podcasts by going to iTunes or LockedOnPodcast.com. And if you're an NBA fan, and I'm sorry I did not mention the time in the early portion of this podcast, but at 12.30 Central tomorrow, 1.30 Eastern time, on our YouTube channel, this is on our YouTube channel, the Locked On NBA YouTube channel, you can get our trade deadline show with local experts from all over the Locked On podcast network, the Fantasy Angle with Josh Lloyd, David Locke. It'll be a killer show, so check that out. That's the YouTube channel, so go to YouTube.com and search Locked On NBA and check out our live Trade Deadline Day Special, courtesy of the Locked On Podcast Network. So, if Dennis Schroeder was to get traded, or Hamadou Diallo, or Abdul Nader, who would tell them that they're no longer playing for the Oklahoma City Thunder? And I, it's Sam Presti. That's who it is. Sam Presti would would tell these guys, "We've traded you. This is the reason." Well, maybe he may not even go into the reason. He'll just say, "Hey, we've traded you here." Here's your information. Here's who you need to get in touch with. And we wish you the best. Thanks for all your work in Oklahoma City. You're supposed to keep it brief. At least that's what they tell you in Moneyball, right? You just keep it brief. You don't get into the whole thing of why we traded you or this, that, or the other. You just tell someone they're traded and then they're off to their new team. They're professional. And at the time, they probably don't want to hear why they've been traded, unless they're happy about the trade the way Ennis Canner was. But back to the whole and Presti thing, I thought there might be a guy who was dealt that unfortunate task of telling somebody he's no longer with the Thunder. Because in most cases, I can't imagine people would want to leave the Thunder. It's kind of like y- y- Golden State right now, you you don't want to leave them. You don't want to leave the Nuggets. Don't want to leave the Bucks or the or the 76ers, or the Raptors. You don't want to leave any of these teams that are in contention and get shuffled off to, to some team that's not. And that may be the conversation you have to have. And what you've already told that player, without even mentioning words, is, hey, you're not good enough to help us compete the way that we want to compete. We feel that somebody else is good enough to do that. That's a, that's a hard hard freaking pill to swallow, Especially when you, when you know your season's going to be ending in April instead of ending in either May or June. But Sam Presti's the one that does it, and that's the way that it should be done. The GM should always be the one to tell you, not some intern, lowly dude. GM's got to be the one to tell you because, as a player, that's the guy you want to tell you that you're no lo- your services are no longer needed for any particular situation. And in his canner, I read an article within his canner who was at a basketball camp when he got the call from his agent that he had been traded to the Knicks. Now, hey, if Sam Presti's the one that's going to tell me, great, I wouldn't mind my agent telling me either because sometimes the agent knows how to soften the blow and can tell you things that the organization won't tell you. But when Ennis Cantor got the call from his agent, he was actually happy because he was excited about going to New York and getting the opportunity to play for the Knicks. And... He was at a basketball camp, and at the end of it, when he normally had the kids bring it in and say "Go Thunder," I think they said one, two, three Knicks at the end, and everyone looked at him strange. It's like, hey, it's the new team. Got to, I got to pump up the new team, right? Well, one guy you don't have to pump up is Russell Westbrook, but I do believe that he is underappreciated here. Um, we have focused so much on Russell Westbrook not shooting well. We have focused so much on Paul George and. Him being an MVP candidate and Terrence Ferguson coming along and Stephen Adams being an All Star, etc. That you just take for granted that Russell Westbrook now has seven straight triple doubles and out of six six out of the last eight games, he's had fourteen or more assists. Historic. He needs fourteen triple doubles to tie Magic Johnson. You know he's going to get that. He already has 20. He is about to, for the third straight year, average a triple-double. And not only are we taking it for granted here in Oklahoma City because it's, oh, been there, done that. Russell Westbrook's just averaging a triple-double. Everybody else in the NBA is overlooking that as well. I will tell you, I do believe, even though Russell Westbrook's numbers have taken a hit, He is the reason that this team goes. He is the reason the Oklahoma City Thunder is successful as they are. And he is still the best player on this team, regardless of what Paul George is able to accomplish this year. He is a guy that needs some serious MVP talk, but it's just not going to happen this year. Last night Billy Donovan was asked about the devaluing of a triple double and what Russell's numbers mean and what it means for him to be on this this current pace with all the assists and, and I, I thought Billy was fantastic. Here's what Billy's answer was.
6: Oh uh, I mean, I think it's crazy if anybody's devaluing that in my opinion, just from this standpoint is that Oscar Robinson did it for a season and it hadn't happened again for sixty years. And he's in the in 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 the process of doing it three consecutive years. So just that in itself is something that has not happened in the history of the game. Now, the other part of it for him is he impacts our team in so many different ways. So whether it's the defensive rebounding, grabbing an offensive rebound, whether it's starting to break, like, he's, like the easy part for him, he's going to get double figures, you know, scoring. Uh, but the shots that he's generating for our team, I think the biggest thing since I've been here, our assist totals are up. And I think – it's not only Russell is like, he's generating a lot of them, but so's Paul, so's Dennis, sos Steven. Guys that we're getting the ball too that are in position or areas to score when they don't, can't have, when they can't score or they don't have the opportunity to score, they're finding people to making good decisions. So we turned it over a little bit too much tonight, but overall, I think Russell's impact, you know from a, from, from a triple double standpoint is I never really look at the point part of it. But there is no question the assists and the rebounding, without question, impact and affect our team in a very positive way.
0: After his seventh straight triple-double, Russell Westbrook spoke to the media and, as usual, wasn't really in any mood to talk about himself, but was all right talking about his teammates.
2: Russ, uh, you kind of had a heads-up play there. Steven's fallen down. You call timeout. After that, I think you outscored him by 20 over the next 10 minutes after that. Will you tell me about kind of that bang-bang moment where you got to make a decision to do that, and then how you guys responded after?
4: It um, just really react. Uh, bad pass by me. Recovered it. Uh, just making a play to call the time out.
2: In that stretch there, in the back half of the third quarter, what was happening on both sides of the ball to, to be able to really uh, put your imprint on the game?
4: Uh, we defended, got stops, rebounded, uh, played quicker than we played in the first half. Also, well, you've had some great offenses since you've been with the Thunder, but um... Over the past month, particularly these last seven or eight games, you've been passing the ball, getting a lot of assists, tons of assists. How have you felt about the way you're distributing the guys their spacing the floor? Oh, guys are making shots, man. I just My job is to make the game easy for them.
2: You've been around Jeremy for a while now, and he has this huge block and scores a couple quick points, seems to kind of have a little stretch where he's able to take over the game on both ends. What does it mean to you to see him – be able to have those types of spurts and moments.
4: Oh, I was great, man, putting the work in. He's coming back better. Uh, he's improved in all aspects of his game and uh, show tonight. Russ, when Terrence is shooting like he shot this last month, what does that do for your offense? Next question. Russ, what do you think about Durant wanting to come back to Collison's uh, celebration night? Next question.
5: Anyone else for Russ? Thank
2: you, Russell. Yes, sir. Thank you, Russell.
0: Yeah. you know, Barry asked a couple of really good questions there. Uh, Barry always does, but yeah, you you know what's coming there in that situation. Uh, Russell Westbrook's sort of the forgotten man with Oklahoma City. Is he forgotten? Uh, maybe that's overstating it a bit, but it certainly feels that way. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. Coming up next, what Billy Donovan said about Alex Abridas that may have actually shed some more light on this situation. We discuss that next.
5: Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you wanna say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you wanna protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique.
0: This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am Eric G. Thank you for joining us today. Remember tomorrow on our YouTube channel. That's the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. At 1.30 Eastern, 12.30 Central. It's our trade deadline special. Trade deadline special tomorrow on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. Courtesy of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Alex Abrides last night was supposed to be with the oklahoma city thunder but he was not with the oklahoma city thunder so he dnp'd coach's decision billy donovan was asked about it after the game last night and this was probably the most forthcoming that you've heard bill billy donovan be on this particular situation
6: you know same thing is uh you know before i know it's 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 you guys have a job to do, and I, I totally understand it. And it's hard for you guys because sometimes he's here, he's not here. He's in a game, he's not in a game. You know, he's he's still battling through some of the things that he, he some of his challenges, and he's working really, really hard. And we're, you know, all supportive of him behind him. But uh, just wasn't in a place to be here tonight. Um, but more, more, more personal issues that he that he's uh, that he's dealing with right now. And uh, you know, we're, as, a, as an organization, as a team, going to try to help him any way we can. You know, quite honestly, um, you know, we just kind of go day by day, you know, just in terms of, of trying to help him be supportive of him. And, um, you know, so it's not like I have an expectation where I came in here and say, OK, this guy's in the rotation, he's playing, he's doing ABC. Indeed, for us tonight, and that's that's what I expect. And, you know, got here and like, oh, my gosh, he's not here. No, I mean, we're, Alex has been great. He's around the team. He's around us. We're communicating. We're talking. So it's been very, very transparent and open. So I'm never in a position where I'm ever taken off guard by anything. You know, we're constantly talking and communicating. He's been really good from that perspective.
0: All right. Thank you, Coach.
6: Thank you. To me,
0: that that sounds like it's almost like it's a mental health issue. And if that's the case, I can understand why the Thunder wouldn't talk about it. But also, there is not the stigma around mental health that there used to be. Several players from several sports and all different backgrounds have come out to talk about depression, anxiety, things that they deal with on a daily basis. If that's the case, I really wish Alex Sabrinas would open up because I think he could help people who are suffering from those same issues, if that is the case. And that's the other thing about this. We still 100% don't know. So, yes, Billy Donovan's right. We're going to continue to ask the questions. The Thunder are going to continue to be evasive about it. And we're going to continue to wonder what's going on with this guy. But whatever it is, I think I can kind of speak for us all here that we hope Alex Sabrinas gets well soon and we see him back on the court sooner rather than later. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We'll be back tomorrow. Talking about whether or not the Thunder made any moves. Who are some guys that may be coming free that the Thunder could go out and get. And are the Thunder hitting on all eight? Our good friend Travis Singleton said that. I'll tell you what I think of that coming up tomorrow. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. saying be excellent to each other. May God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody and peace, love, You are Locked
2: Rob. on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast